Hello, and welcome to the Business Behind Small Business, the show that reminds you that just because you own a business doesn't mean you are a business owner. In each episode, we will discuss common issues small businesses face and offer tips and advice from the perspectives of two business owners, one that is built to sell and one that is built to inherit. We are your hosts, Savannah Stone and Tiffany Kao. There's a lot of business behind small business, so let's get to it. It's the end of the year. Everyone is busy with plans, parties, and maybe presents. We're busy here too, putting together an awesome season three for you. I can't believe it's already our third season here at the Business Behind Small Business. We've learned a lot along the way, and we hope you have too. This is our special end of season episode to talk about the season past and what to expect in our next season. Before we begin, please note our disclaimer. This is available in both our show notes and on our website and should be referred to before and or after this podcast. So you tell me, what have, what have you learned in the, in the past year in business and in the podcast? You know what? This feels like such a long year, but yet such a short year because I cannot believe 2023 is right around the corner. I know. I'm still processing 2019. <laughs> what? I'm still, I'm still processing 2019. <laughs> I am like it became 2020. And then now it's like, wait, what do you mean? It's already 23. No, it's not. I know it's insane. Um, but I mean, I would say like this year has been a more memorable year in a sense that I feel like I remember more. Although I think before this, before we started recording, we were talking about how faulty our memories are. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's just you then, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like I think this year, because I guess in my like progression of my business life, um, this year is the first year where I kind of went back to being a solo entrepreneur, independent, and a year of, I guess, reinventing myself in a sense, um, not having a you know full blown business to handle. Um, no payroll, which, yeah, you know, I love, I love the fact that I had a very busy business, but I will tell you, it feels like you're on vacation when you don't have to process payroll every two weeks, or you have people asking you questions all the time. Love uh, the people I had working for me, but I'm not going to lie that that is just somewhat of a relief, but <laughs> next year I'm looking forward to getting right back into it. Cause I do kind of miss it. I miss having, I miss having the busyness of like a very like, like your business, Savannah, like yeah. a very enterprise level business where you have, you know, all the people and all the clients and everything like that. So mm-hmm. this year is just me, myself and I, which is, which has been nice. I feel like I can move a lot faster, but then at the same time, I'm also starting over from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, going from being focused in accounting to being a more general business consultant slash coach slash mm-hmm. thought partner slash everything in mm-hmm. one um, has Mama. been, has been very different. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you going to say? No, nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm just listening. I'm agreeing yeah. with you. I'm like, preach. Yes. Preach. <laughs> so the good thing is I have to say that it's been what, like, I don't know, by the time I fully exited the company and the company that, 
that acquired us and the position I was in. I think it was probably from beginning to end a good 10 years. So it's been like 10 years since I've had to, you know, quote unquote, start from scratch again. So I will say that a lot of the, a lot of our episodes that we talked about this year, I find myself doing in real life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and gravitating to like for sure going back and networking. Oh my gosh. I have not been to a networking group or event for at least a solid five to six years. <laughs> like, right. Because once you build your business to a point where you have marketing referrals and stuff, you don't tend to go to networking events or groups and then this year, it was like a full-blown dive back into it because, hey, guess what? You you know, like what I've learned is you may have done this done this thing and you may have all this experience, but nobody knows who you are. Right? Mm -hmm. So you got to get back out there and put your name back out there and what you do and all that good stuff. So certainly like I was keeping our own episodes in mind, especially when we started this year about networking. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, all of it is true. But so much better this time around than the first time around, because I think we were talking about how to, you know, attract the right people. Yeah. Make sure you don't spend your time with the wrong people, how to mm -hmm. kind of follow up on the networking to the one-on-one -one and then creating mm -hmm. that relationship afterwards. Mm -hmm. And like, definitely is something that I use this time around. And I feel like it's not as frantic as it used to be. I don't feel like I'm wasting a lot of my time doing one-on-ones in, in meetings with people that, you know, like sometimes your businesses don't match up. It just is what right. it is. And, mm -hmm. um, and I don't, and I think this time around, I was a little more selective about the group I was in. I was a little more selective about the people that I was speaking to and who I was willing to do the one-on-one -on -one with and vice versa. And I think it's definitely helped me kind of like curate a very, a very valuable group, like a, a network and a support for mm -hmm. my new business. And I am glad to see improvement even in myself for that. Because <laughs> it, is, it is definitely about, it's, a, it's definitely a little shock to go back out there. <laughs> it is. And I haven't been uh, networking in a while myself, but it's interesting that when I had discovered, I guess, the art of networking, it really changed my conversations it changed the kind of people that I was talking to. And it really, really changed the kind of business I was getting. Yes. All, all for the positive. And I also noticed that I was spending less time doing the things I don't want to do and more time doing the things that I did want to do. And all of that had to do with the kind of conversations I was having at these networking events. Yeah. And it really is an art, right? At the mm -hmm. end of the day, like there's no, I don't know if there's any like, I mean, you're talking about people, you're talking about conversation. So mm -hmm. I think, I think the fact that I think we labeled our first two episodes of the season, um, number 21, 22 as part three and four, because I think we did yeah. the first two parts last season, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before. but I mean, we call it the art of networking and it, it truly is. And it still mm -hmm. is. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot, a lot has changed in the sense that, um, uh, I think because of COVID, uh, mm -hmm. there's, this, there was this very like high energy in a lot of network in-person networking events by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a lot of high energy that I felt earlier this year that I I know for sure was not there like five years ago. And for I think people sure. yes. Yes. so excited to be just out and among mm -hmm. other people that there was this very like I, I enjoyed like this very like uh wonderful energy that people had where people were very eager and probably more appreciative about the fact that there are these in-person events mm -hmm. that they can actually go to. Mm -hmm. And so I found that pretty pleasant. But other than that, I think the 
the art of networking is still, it's still very much the same. It's mm-hmm. very, it's, it's how you go about it and what you do and who you talk to and how you attract the right people. Like all that still, still, you know, reside, like our mm-hmm. lessons learned have, have still resonated. Mm-hmm. You know, that's funny. You should say that I went to a networking event at the earlier in the year, probably, I think it was like March or April. And I knew more than half of the people in the room, uh, but I hadn't seen them in two years. So when I went, I was like, oh, you know, it's so great to see you catching up with this person and that person. Uh, but after I talked to a few different people, I realized that the room was really filled with a ter- certain type of industry that I don't work with at all. Wow. So I, I worked around the room. I didn't eat the snacks. <laughs> I, I just kind of worked around the room, kind of discovered that this was probably not going to be a good place for me to be. And I left, of which I've never, ever, ever done that. I'm always the last person to leave or one of the last people to leave at these events because I'm like, oh, there could be somebody here that I could talk to. Well, pretty good it was, I had a pretty good idea at this event that likely there's no one here that I'm going to want to connect with. Mm-hmm. So I left. For you. Yeah. Like- but it was such a, like a, it was such a rele- revelating thing for me to do because I don't, I don't leave for me to leave halfway through an event was like, wow, that's, that's incredible that I did that. But that was because I learned how to choose me over the event as to as opposed to like what are they going to feel like if i leave it's more about like well i should leave because i'm not going to be giving anything to these people and they're not getting anything i'm not getting anything out of them either yeah well i think you're valuing your time right mm-hmm. and i'm with you like i think the first time around when i was doing this when i was a little bit more greener i was like you i was always the last one to leave right because i felt like this is where you you want to invest the time to establish the relationships mm-hmm. but honestly i think networking events really are kind of the first level of the relationship. And then from that, you choose who you want to have one-on-ones with. And that's where it it really comes into play that you you want to be clear about who you want to spend time with. Because the one-on-one is when you really dive in and you get to know the other person. And I will say that today, like my one-on-ones are vastly different than I was when I was green. Because you talk about business, yes, but the the approach to the conversation is a good balance between getting to know that person, yep. what kind of owner they are, what they're about, what their values are, what their business is. You know, you you learn how to ask the right questions, so you really get to hear and understand who that person is. Mm-hmm. And then there's also time for them to you know have you share the same thing with them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like before, if we were going to put like numbers to this, and again, these are just like, you know, easy numbers, like maybe one out of 10 people I met with were really great, like referral, like referral or business network people Mm -hmm. for you. And then now I feel like my one-on-ones, like nine out of 10 people are now after you get to know them, like, oh, you know, like I really can see us having some kind of synergy and I really Mm -hmm. feel comfortable looking for opportunities for us to work together. Mm Mm-hmm. And we would not have learned that if not for our podcast. (laughs) It's a nice refresher. So for anybody who's kind of curious, like certainly go back and listen to what is that episode 19 through 22. I mean, it's a big topic. So we split it into four episodes, but uh, I mean, certainly it's working in real life now. So Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't complain about all the extra homework you and I had to do oh, yeah. <laughs> to get those episodes together. Oh yeah. You know, it's funny that I, I feel like I am, I feel like I am growing my business simultaneously or, or I guess 
parallel to our podcast episodes. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's happening at the same time. You know, my, I, I, as I do research for each show, there are things that I am finding or people that I'm reading about or companies that I am reading about that I'm like, Ooh, that's actually a great idea. I think I might try that. Uh, for example, there was, there was a famous example in episode 30 about how square onboards their, um, their employees. And at that time, before we had, uh, aired that episode, I was having such a hard time keeping people or like I would hire them. And within like 30 days, I would lose them. It was just a revolving door. And I had not, not experienced that before. And so I adopted that famous example and I made it work for my company. And thankfully, I mean, knock on wood, I have not had any issues with hiring since then. So real life example, people. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. And also I've recently taken our advice that was in episode 39 and 41, and I started a deep dive into my quality control processes. And in my search, I discovered at least one for sure pretty cool platform that I didn't know, but you knew, but I didn't know it. So it was new to me. Um, But regardless, like I, I am also starting to, not starting to, but I have been, I have been utilizing our podcasts in the same manner in which we are hoping our listeners will utilize our podcast. It's helping my business as well. Yeah. It is interesting that, you know, we're kind of like, obviously we're the, we're the host, but then we're also reflecting on our own own advice going, huh, that's actually not a bad idea. I will tell you what was really helpful because I think it's pretty interesting this position we're in now, right? I know when we started this podcast episode, like this podcast in general, it was to talk about like a variety of business topics from two different angles. Um, your angle is having a business to to hold and have a legacy business. And then my angle mm-hmm. is to basically get it prepared and sell the business. Mm-hmm. And the great thing is we, we, we do agree on a lot of things because I think the elements of building a great business will have, you know, give you the path to either sell it or to hold it, whichever the case may be. So that's why I think we agree on a lot of things. And then- mm-hmm. There are a couple of things we don't agree on, right? (laughs) That's for sure, which is always fun to listen to. And that's something I think we started new this season is just having a section where, you know, you and I really do take opposite sides and truly feel the opposite ends of certain issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about it and there's no wrong answer, but as you would imagine, like, clearly you have a successful business. Clearly I was able to sell my business. So, you know, either, either path, depending on what you choose, is going to get you to where you want to be as long as you choose the one that fits you. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's also interesting because the stage my business is at is essentially a, a, a startup in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm back to square one and you're like getting to your next level, which is exciting. And then back in square one, I know there's this one episode we were talking about digital marketing. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the thing about digital marketing, I think uh, it's episode 27, digital marketing. And for this business I'm doing now, because again, you know, it's 10 years later and our digital marketing landscape has completely changed Absolutely. even in the last five to six years, right? Mm-hmm. I think COVID has really boosted a lot of that up. Mm-hmm. And so for this new business, like, because the fact that, you know, I, I can, I have the ability to, and I have the time to, 
I started exploring how to kind of expand on digital marketing. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that kept replaying in my head, because, you know, I'm a business owner, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm incredibly impatient. Everything should have happened as of yesterday. (laughs) And I keep hearing like what we were saying in the episode, which is, look, to get results from digital marketing, it's a long game, Uh you know, to get actual results, like where you hit traction, it's six to nine months. And I had to keep replaying in my head because there were definitely like month two and three. I'm like, I can't believe like I've only had so many visitors. (laughs) to my website or so only so many impressions and reactions to my posts. Like this is going to take forever. Yeah. Like this is never going to happen. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the whole digital marketing thing has really helped because with my business now I've explored uh, YouTube videos. We're, you know, still doing this. podcast. <laughs> I have like content strategy for like newsletters and for LinkedIn posting. I, Still resisting TikTok, but I don't I think I have a choice. I know. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But still, same thing. It's just realizing like, hey, it takes a really long time to build this up. So you can't expect the result, you know, two weeks into it. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was really helpful just to even just reflect on our own episode going, okay, Tiffany, just calm down. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh gosh, you bring up TikTok. Oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, but I'm probably going to end up doing it again. Oh, Ugh. you and me both. Come on, come over to the dark side with me. Blech. I don't want to. It's just, I guess, I guess I have an issue with TikTok simply because I have to hear it every night. It, no other reason. Every night I hear like five seconds of every TikTok ever created on planet Earth. So I think that's why I have an issue with it. Well, I think by association, you already are a TikToker at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly through through association because it's I can't escape it. Um, so why don't we talk a little about what we are planning for episodes um, in the season three? So I'm personally pretty excited that we decided that we are going to venture our way into doing interviews. Yeah. So, which means... Also video. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, not only you get to hear our voices in the future, you probably will find our faces plastered somewhere online. Yes, just be kind. Remember, yes, I'm is so excited. Can't you hear the excitement? <laughs> Can't wait. So excited. <laughs> um, and we will also be featuring guest speakers. So that will be fun. That will be fun as well. And of course, we're going to be focused on ensuring that our guest speakers and our interviews are going to be as focused on the kind of business behind small business that you would be interested in. So if there is something in particular that you would like for us to focus on that maybe we haven't thought of yet, you can always contact us. Our our information is in every podcast. Another fun thing that we are planning is a, should I do a, a drum roll? <laughs> <laughs> it is a big thing. So it is, it is, it deserve it is. a drum roll. Yeah, maybe a live event, a live event. We, we are really in the infancy stage of planning our live event. Um, but that is something that we are intending to do in, um, the spring, late spring. So, so stay tuned for that. We will definitely share more information on it. It will be local to the Washington DC area. So Mm -hmm. if you 
don't live in this area, you listen to us from elsewhere, that's okay because it will likely also be, um, we will also be including it in a podcast uh, as well. The whole thing won't be podcasted because that'll be a lot of lot of hours. However, <laughs> parts of it will be part of a podcast, or maybe even a part of a few podcasts, depending on how we how we do it. But um, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So speaking of of the tiki talkies, um, <laughs> we're also <laughs> we will also be more active on social media. So when we have our social media set up. And we are um, there, we're, yeah, (laughs) then we will share with all of you where you can find us. We would love the opportunity to have discussions outside of our podcast, because I feel like our podcasts give our perspectives, but they're really part of a much larger conversation. And I would say that's probably like a fair... um description of 2023 is really just moving from just us really discussing kind of our experience to casting kind of a wider net and starting a conversation about a lot of the topics that we've gone over because there's certainly a lot of perspectives out there and there's a mm-hmm. lot of methods of doing things like like I was saying like there's really no one surefire way of running a business but there is a lot of options and you need to hear them and just choose the one that's best for you. And sometimes it mm-hmm. helps to hear other people's perspectives. So then you can kind of decide, hey, maybe that's a good thing for me to try and apply my business. Mm-hmm. So, well, well, it seems like we're trying to uh, definitely get some more voices in here. So I hope that for all of you listening, once we get our social media up and running, that you are willing to kind of engage with us and start that conversation and see where, see where that leads all of us. Absolutely. So I'm really excited and I'm, I am hoping that we're, we're going to have an even bigger, broader season three than one and two. And hopefully we will just keep on, keep on keeping on. It's so exciting. <laughs> so um, last year when we uh, had our special episode, I had a great historical business story for you all. And not to be outdone, I now have two, two stories. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody would expect a little business and history when Savannah right? is online. And, and, and I have two different stories, and it all has to do with Michigan and a pickle. So. <laughs> what, what a does, great teaser what does michigan germany a department store and the pickle have in common well i shall tell you um by the way both of these stories i have taken from uh websites that are going to be uh, linked in our show notes uh one is from camillastyles.com and the other is from good housekeeping When Michigan resident Chad Rose just happened to have an extra Christmas tree that was used on his business's parade float, he did what any decent person would do. He posted it on Craigslist to give it away for free. For some, a tree is an annual necessity and integral part of the holidays, but for many, it's an expense that needs to be saved for daily essentials. After posting the ad, his inbox was immediately flooded with touching stories of why various families deserve to have the tree. With each email he read, it became clear how significant a simple tree can be in contributing to the holiday aura. One email, which he shared with MLive.com, read, 
Having a real Christmas tree would be such a great blessing this year because usually we draw a Christmas tree on a large poster and hang it in the corner. Realizing that $25 towards a tree was too much for some families to spare, Chad went out and bought 40 more to give away for free. He spent most of the next day going over his list of emails, checking it twice, and not paying much attention to who's been naughty or nice, just deserving. But the good holiday spirit in this story doesn't stop there. Anne Poussant of East Grand Rapids read Rose's ad and contacted him, not to get, but to give. She offered to donate ornaments and other trimmings for the trees, 40 trees he had picked up. Pretty cool, huh? That is very cool. Yeah. A heartwarming Christmas story. Yes. But wait, there's more. There's there's more. Uh, During the 1880s, the department store Woolworths. Did you ever go to Woolworths when you were a kid? No. Was there a Woolworths here? I don't think so. I've never heard of that before. Oh, yeah. I I loved going to Woolworths. My mom bought all all of her yarn from Woolworths. Is that in Detroit? Uh, No, actually, in Northern Virginia. But I know, like, in Richmond, oh. I don't know if they had it there. I don't no. know if it was, like, a Northern Virginia and then Northeast thing or not. But. Yeah, I guess in Richmond, we're in the South. So yeah, true. man. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. But no, not that I recall having that. Oh, man, I love going to Woolworths and sitting in the parking lot for hours waiting for my mother to come out while I sat in a hot car. Is this a large department store? It was. Okay. So yeah, like and they had, they had... Or like a trying to name stuff that used to be around that's no longer around oh yeah you heard of belk yeah my mom worked at belk oh well it used to be called belk leggets (laughs) you're right it actually was oh my gosh yeah i'm taking it back yeah you're taking you're taking it way way back way way back the way way back machine in the 1880s the department store Woolworths began selling blown glass ornaments imported from germany some of which were shaped like fruits and vegetables around that same time a story began circulating that german people hung a pickle on their tree as the last ornament the first child to find the pickle got to open an extra present but when americans checked in with the old country most germans had never heard of the tradition Common wisdom has it that a savvy salesman made up the tale to sell more pickle ornaments. And if today's trees are any indication, it seems to have worked. Well, it worked on my tree. Clearly not on your tree because I got a pickle. No, ornament and you're I like, was I don't looking at you like a pickle on your tree. Like, yeah. what? Oh, yeah. My kids love trying to find the pickle. And I'm, and the whole time they're trying to find the pickle, I'm like, please don't break an ornament. Please don't break an ornament. Be careful while you're trying to. Don't get on top of it. Yeah. So. Wow. So wait, so it's kind of like hide the pickle, basically. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Yep. Yep. Well, somebody yeah. was really smart and the Germans probably looked at us like we're crazy. Yeah, yes. Yeah. If you really want to trace the pickle back to something concrete. Look no further than Berrien Springs, Michigan. Neither of these aforementioned tales stand the test of time nearly as well as an excess of pickle ornaments at Woolworths, according to the Berrien County Historical Association Executive Director Rhiannon Cezanne. Germans and several Eastern European countries do have a love for fermented or pickled food, so it's not a surprise that the two are so interlinked in people's minds, she explained. Thanks to fertile farmland and a large German community, Berrien Springs was once known as the pickle capital of the world. The community was so committed to the fermented vegetable that they held a Christmas pickle festival from 1995 into the 2010s, complete with a parade, a pickle pageant, pickle tossing, 
and a pickle eating contest. The event kicked off the holiday season and it probably sold a lot of ornaments too. While the festival is no more, the people of Berrien still have a pickle-shaped place in their hearts for the ornament. Maybe someday the Grand Dillmeister will walk the streets of Berrien Springs again, Cezanne says. But until then, we have the shine of our favorite ornament to keep the spirit of Christmas pickles alive. Now the question is, do you still put a pickle in your tree? I do. My pickle is currently hiding inside of the tree at the moment. What? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I just, I feel, well, it sounds like a lot of people were into this. I feel like I just discovered this for the first time. So <laughs> I'm curious though, like, oh, I, if we, if we had a social media up, I was going to ask our listeners to just chime in. Cause I want to be curious to know how many people know about this pickle ornament thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Sounds like some American tradition I completely blanked out on. I mean, it might even be a Midwestern thing. I mean, it is, maybe it's a Michigan thing. I don't know. I don't know if it is or if it isn't, but I, I have hid a pickle in the tree for years and the kids, after they've opened all of their presents, then they can look for the pickle ornament, but I made it so that they can look for the ornament with their eyes and not their hands. And whoever finds it gets an extra present. And the extra presents always something, some, something like, I don't know, like candy and like $5 or something like that. Or I don't know. It's always something generic because I have a son and two, uh, two sons and a, and a daughter. So <clears throat> they usually do something generic and small, but they love looking for that pickle. Wow. So <laughs> is it the eyes, no hands thing just so that they don't break the break. other ornament? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then they're like tripping over each other, trying to lean <laughs> over the other one. And then one like leans into the tree and I'm like, ah, please don't break the tree. Oh my God. And now don't break the tree. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I love the fact that there is that tradition, though. I just think that it's always, I think holidays are always that much more fun because of the rituals and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah, that absolutely. Very cool. Oh, yeah. You should see us. We're all in our ridiculous Christmas uh, outfit. <laughs> I make everybody wear the most ridiculous Christmas outfit. And this might not be a business tip, but it's certainly a life tip. I make everybody wear something absolutely ridiculous because you can't get mad at somebody wearing an ugly Christmas sweater. Right? <laughs> Like, all you're going to do is laugh. You're not going to be in a bad mood. You're going to be in a good mood. You're not going to get mad at somebody or, like, uh, be offensive to somebody that's wearing, uh, I don't know, elf ears and a, and a ridiculous sweater. So I don't know how anybody in my house. mad at seeing somebody else in elf ears or Rudolph, like, nose or something. Right, like that. right. So when right. we all look ridiculous, it doesn't make everybody feels, like, happier and less tra chance of anyone fighting with anyone. Yeah. So I probably should raid your closet to find some kind of like Christmas sweater or something. Cause I, I just realized, uh, with the holiday parties coming up, a couple of them are like kind of like casual ones. And I was like, I have nothing Christmassy. Go to Kohl's to really wear. or Target. They both have really great, ugly sweaters. Oh, I refuse to go shopping too. <laughs> <laughs> the whole other point. Shopping True. around this season, anywhere that, that is like a retail shop just sounds like, sounds like a headache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, but you could always order it too. You know, you can always get it from Amazon. I mean, true. they do but say two days shipping, but in our mail room. Huh? <laughs> there's a backup in our mail room. They got to go dig for, oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm just creating excuses for myself to be quite honest, but <laughs> I know that. Or you could just borrow one of mine. That's fine too. Can you bring an extra one on Friday? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> sure.
All right. Well, I am. I am. Can't wait to see you in twenty twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I have one final gift for our listeners. Uh, one of the platforms that I discovered recently while I was trying to uh, figure out the best ways for me to keep track of my quality control is Notion. It's a note-taking software platform, but it's just so much more than that. I really, really love Notion. I love how it integrates with Gmail as well, or with Google products in general. So uh, take a look at Notion. If you get an opportunity, you can create different pages, invite certain people to certain things. Um, it's not just note-taking. It is so, so, so much more. So. And we're not getting paid to say this. No, we are so not. just really in love with Notion. I know. <laughs> so, but you know. This is a wholehearted, sincere endorsement. You'd like to software. kick back. I could give you my address, Notion. I'm just I mean, saying. We wouldn't say no to no, a sponsored not at all. At all. But right. uh, no, this is just, uh, I think this is just Savannah trying to share a really useful tool so that maybe one of our listeners can benefit from it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, it, it's got all kinds of things. And my intention with Notion is to use it as a one-stop shop for all of our things, our SOPs, our um, processes, our notes, our clients, our directories, our, all of our things. So um, I'm really excited to start building my, um, building my Notion. So please join us next season. We will kick off with an episode to discuss how much should you pay yourself, the business owner, the difference between an asset and a liability. Well, make sure you tune in. I believe that episode will drop January 15th. Mm. So uh, if you hear anything that is uh, of use to you, you still have a little time to change what's in 2022. Yes, you do. Make sure you subscribe so you'll know as soon as the episode is available. Right. Show us your support, please. Have the holiday spirit by following us on your preferred podcast platform, social media, soon to be more social media, and YouTube and more YouTube. We'd love for you to also share our episodes. All of our links are posted below. Until next time, happy new year and mind your business behind your small business. Thank you. Bye.